Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Three Live Canes. As always, I am Chris. That's the box. That's Bill, the number one ice cream eater, which if you paid attention last week, Bill was sitting there happily eating ice cream throughout the course of the show. And there were some people that took umbrage with that in the in the comments, and the, especially like the post watchers, like the rewatch squad. They were all about it. Tim Paulson, though, he's on the bus. He's, he likes Bill eating his ice cream, having a good old time. Uh, and not that late today. Oh, never mind. It's not on six. It felt like it wasn't that bad. It felt pretty good, but, you know, it is what it is. The world's a crazy place. But either way, um, big week for Miami getting a play up a game against Georgia Tech. A team that is in years past given Miami some trouble uh, this year. Maybe not so much, but we'll see how things go. We'll talk about that a little bit as we get into it. Obviously, it's, it's a huge recruiting weekend for Miami. Um, Bill will go through the list later of all the guys that, you know, are, are slated to visit, but we're talking, you know, the elite of the elite, the best of the best, the guys that, you know, Miami is, is hard after. So we'll see about going through that list and, you know, trying to figure out how many of those guys are going to eventually, hopefully become hurricanes, a good, a good amount of them. You would imagine the top tier guys. That's, that's where it stands though. That's the big question. Um, and then, of course, there there have been some changes, and, and we named a show after it, too, because the NCAA making three big changes, um, one of which I anticipate having a large effect on the way Miami looks and recruits for the near future, um, kind of based on the way what we've been seeing recently. It's, I mean, it's going to have a big effect on the whole thing nationwide, but still specifically. But before we get to all that fun stuff, Bill. Oh, Steve-O's going to be here. Don't worry. And Josh is going to be our stupid faces. Uh, Steve-O's on his way. He do, he's just doing work out there at the football field with the young men and, you know, training them on how to be great. Uh, we were just kind of sitting around waiting, and yet still we're late. So bad job by us. Great job by Steve-O. Bill, how you doing? I'm, I'm big vibing. Uh, I've got this sweet new background for in honor of the Miami night to talk about. Um, but no food today. Um, you know, like I say, I'm a man of the people. You know, there's, there's some people that didn't appreciate the eating. That's okay. I'm just going to stick with the bottle of water that you can't see because of my super cool background. That's a nice background. Uh, but, you know, I'm happy that Canaan's football is back this week. It was a good bye week. You know, uh, kind of had a stress-free weekend not watching Canaan's football. But, um, no, I'm excited. I feel like your your background there fits the – I don't know why I'm holding this wrench. Your background there really fits, fits the aesthetic of our, like, our backdrop here too. Well, that's why I did it. I'm not, you know, these things don't happen in a vacuum. This was a meticulous setup that I had. What does it mean if something happens in a vacuum, Bill? What? What does that mean? Would you say like it doesn't happen in a vacuum? What does that? What does that phrase mean? It's, just, it's not like a coincidence, you know. Okay, sure, we'll take it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but Bill, incredibly intelligent as always. Johnny Green, his biggest fan. Chris and Bill minus one king. He'll be here. Don't worry. Uh, but a big week, like we said. Can't we talk about Georgia Tech? Uh, their quarterback is going to be someone that's very familiar to you guys and their struggles on every facet of the game of football. Also probably familiar to people that watched um, a certain offensive coordinator try to run his offense last year for the University of Miami. So that'll be kind of familiar with how they struggled to do basically anything. Um, but we'll get into all that, get into a bunch of other fun stuff, as we always do. Steve will be joining us in just a few minutes right here on Through Live Canes. Thank you guys for joining us here on a Wednesday night. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Urban's got it. Urban's free. Looks to the outside, tries to stiff arm, and he 
couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time players. Step up and pick Who else? Who else but Sean Taylor host but us here? Whoa, is our background gone? Can you see it? Whoa. What is this? What is this? Come on, executive producer. Do your job. Look at that one. That sounds cool. Yeah, that's better. that's the best one. Everything matches. We that's a little too light. A little too light. This one just bubbles. Yeah. There it is. Good. We got it back, guys. Don't worry. Everything's all good. Without Steve, I make I got a little nervous. I guess just hitting random buttons. Don't want to pull it all together. Just, you know, off without the third box. <laughs> it's just weird. Need that. Need that setup. Uh, Jay Vickers, what's going on, Melissa? Welcome, Melissa. I put it on because Steve wasn't here yet, so I figured I could get away with it. I don't know if he's going to yell at me when he gets here, though. So we'll see what happens. Darius Rice, <laughs> stud. Anyway, but um, we'll, we'll talk about Georgia Tech a little bit more in a minute. Um, but I, I wanted to get to, because it was just, I mean, within the past few hours, it was the release of some changes by the NCAA that will have an effect on Miami. And that's you know what I wanted to focus on more for the start of the show, because it is something that's more like the big t- big talking point. You see it pop up on Discord, you see it pop up on the message boards, on Twitter, people trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so we kind of just talk about that a little bit and then, you know, apply it to Miami. Where does it affect the hurricanes in the near future? So there was realistically three big changes that were made. Um the course of uh, today and you know however long the NCA takes to decide on things which is either way too long or way too short of amount of time so the the silliest one appears to be that they have banned unofficial visitors from getting photo shoots when they go to campus when they go on these campus unofficial visits um before i get to bill on it it's obviously you know going to have a huge impact on the amount of time that these these poor photoshopping graduate assistants have <laughs> Like they're just going to have a whole bunch of extra time left over now to do whatever other stuff they have to do because they don't have to do like these fancy recruiting edits for these two-star guys that show up with their best buddy. But at the same time, it is kind of a weird change. Bill, do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, obviously it's one of the you know the most pressing issues in the college football in today's you know, landscape. So you know, I'm glad they addressed it. They, you know, they came down with the hammer. Um, but, I mean, in all, in all honestly, like, it was probably something the schools were pushing because, you know, imagine having to, you know, essentially, you know, put on that type of, you know, show and, um, you know, you know on, on a whim, right? If, you know, a guy like, let's say, you know, Jeremiah Smith is like, hey, Miami, I'm, I'm coming tomorrow for an unofficial visit. You know, they got to scramble and make sure everything's ready. They got to have, right, you know, all, all the props, whatever, you know, all the, right. those poor grad assistants that, you know, got to keep up with that call at the film school, get them down there. Um, so I, I get it from the school's perspective. It just seems like a dumb thing to like rule off, right? Like if, if a school has the resources to do that and they want to do that, they, they should be able to if they have a recruit on campus. But um, I totally get, you know, what, where it's coming from. And I'm presuming it's, you know, the school's like, this is, this is crazy. We don't want to do this, you know, every day, you know, especially in the summer when, you know, there's just tons of just unofficial visits. There's tournaments. You don't know who wants, you know, their picture taken. And, you know, the, the standard, right, with these has been raised over the last couple of years where, you know, it used to just be, you know, gotten the uniform right, but now there's, you know, props and backgrounds and special effects. There's smoke, sound machines. You know, Florida puts a, uh, a mirror under the, uh, who, who is that? T- I think it was a tight end or defensive end, something. When, um, oh, Caleb Odom, um, when he did like the split, 
um, and like yeah. fell from there trying to get like the jump man pose. So um, <laughs> just, you know, just ridiculous, but you know, it's the NCAA. So we should have expected it. That's what they do. Um, there was a, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about the crazy. I remember when Miami just put the people in that room with the names of the drafted players and all that, and that was like kind of it. Like you just go in the room, have the stuff on, take the picture, and you're good. But like you said, everything escalates to the point where like now that it's like, all right, forget it, can't do it. And which, but you're right, probably something that would benefit the schools from having to do a little bit of extra work at drop of a hat. Um, the crib 305 blames Brian Kelly for the way he does his creepy photo shoots, which real, very real, very easily could be his fault for the things that he does, especially with the weird. When they do that 360, that's like the worst thing that could ever happen to Brian Kelly. But I bet he's like, man, I look great. Look great what, what, a, what a disappointment LSU's been. Um, but again, it couldn't, happen, it couldn't happen to a worse person. Um, you know, I think everyone should know we're, we're not going to Brian Kelly on the show. Um, but you know, what a disappointment LSU has been. And I have a feeling that he might turn up a little bit maybe next year. I mean, it's you, you, you hung your hat on Notre Dame. And like he obviously had great success at Cincinnati, he had success at Notre Dame. It's not like we're talking. I mean, he got them to, you know, he got them to the playoff and all that. But it's not like we're talking about national championship winning coach here. He went to LSU, you know, did the fake accent, all that kind of stuff. But I mean, Brian Kelly is a used car salesman. That, that is his entire personality. So if he's out there and that and those used cars aren't selling, I mean. It's, it doesn't take much to figure out how to pull the plug on that and find somebody else who can because he is not the guy um, that I would that I would put my faith in per, personally. And and LSU like they can sniff out guy who's not legit. They fight. They got rid of Les Miles quick after he had his success. Like they didn't take a long time to decide. You know this is clicking. You know after he had his won his national championship. You know relatively. So if Brian Kelly isn't putting him on a different level, and they, right now they're not, you know, we got. Yeah, no, yeah. Excuse, no excuse at LSU either. Like you have that that state that state supports their own, right? You know, it's really tough to get a Louisiana kid. Yeah, um, you know, out of there. Landon Abietta. Uh, I'm dealing with a little bit of like a cold allergies, whatever. So I'm coughing. I may go on mute. I don't want anyone to get offended and you know bash me in the comments later. Yeah, people all they'll be mad at you. Look at Bill just sneezing all over the place. Caesar, I got an older black and orange Nike dry fit shirt that the, and does that pass for the blackout? Yeah, I think so. Why not? If it's got black in it, if it's the majority is black, when you say black and orange, I'm gonna go with majority black. That that covers you. We're all good. Johnny Green, Chris, the leader of the ship, shows appreciation for your supporting mate Steve O, first class mate Bill, hands on number one podcast on YouTube. I mean, I appreciate all of it. I, I always show appreciation for the other guys. Steve-O, I constantly say what a great asset he is. One of the great, like, X's and O's guys. Probably the, I mean, I say probably, but I know personally that he is 100%. The, the best X's and O guy you'll see across Miami Hurricanes, like Twitter, internet, social media, 100% in Steve-O, without a shadow of a doubt. No one can deny that. And I let Bill do the show. So, I mean, that's about, it's pretty good. That's pretty high appreciation, I think, for everybody. Right? I, was, I was wondering what it was going to be. <laughs> that one, I thought that was pretty good. Anyway, but uh, but yeah, don't worry. Good, good staff here. Good, good crew, and a good uh, set of viewers and listeners too. On top of it, um, but that was the, just the first thing. So no more creepy, unofficial video shoots. No more Brian Kelly, unless it's an official. Then let him go. Like let his freak flag fly. Uh, but that's just one thing. The other one, they are lowering the amount of days that the transfer portal is open from forty from sixty to forty five, ninety eight percent black, two percent orange. Yeah, oh, we're in, we're in that thing for sure. Um, 
for from 60 to 45 days of the transfer portal to be open. Um, it's funny, you know, it's the transfer portal is one of those things that the NCA hates. They did it because they had to, because they were feeling the pressure of litigation. So they're just going to try to slowly close the portal as much as possible and make it a little bit harder until the point where it's, it's at like, Oh no, no, you get, you're not doing it that way. And they blow it back open again. It's probably like, they're trying to basically put all the stuff back in uh, Pandora's box and it's not going to happen. They're just trying to slowly close that lid, but what effect does it have? I mean, people are going to be in that portal no matter what. People are going to make their decisions. So, I, I'm not expecting a huge impact. Bill, maybe you disagree. Um, no, I think you know the majority you know, of these guys, especially the high, higher profile guys, they, they know where they're going before they hit the portal. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, not a, not a huge difference. It just again, kind of just one of those silly NCA things. Um, you know, maybe the, the, the schools were pushing for it, saying, "Hey, you know, we want to just." close that window so we know what we have because right. we have to fill it and that kind of leads us to our next point about the uh the uh, initial counters the old 25 person rule which is no longer in effect right and king kane would you guys go crazy if mara brings up the turnover chain or a td chain on saturday i would i would be very surprised he was probably like enemy number one of the turnover chain when he got here so i would be very surprised <laughs> Very surprised. I I think I'd be equally surprised as if him taking that turnover chain as in Ron Dugan's riding driving the dunk out of the tunnel. Like it just like, like hey, good job, guys. Equal surprising as that's not gonna be a thing. Uh, Melissa loves a good hoodie. Uh King Gang, please hope for a rain for oh yeah, Bill's got his hoodie on. Look at that. Show that hoodie off, Bill. Little Kane's legacy hoodie. I know if I zoom in it disappears a little bit, but yeah. That'll be available at some point within the next decade. Uh, please rain for a game. Hopefully, my reason say my mind would explode for sure. But uh, like Bill was saying, the last one, the NCAA, look at Norman. The NCAA, NCAA is so antiquated. They they're doing everything they think of a donation. Norman goes right to the NIL for the players. Um, but everything the NCAA does is built on this old model that they're like, well, maybe we can, maybe we can, maybe as long as we try to. It's it's a rough system, and it's it's at this point being basically utter like ran without a ship like without anyone captaining that ship they don't know what they're doing they don't know why they're doing it they're just trying to survive whatever yeah. they can do to make as much money as possible before the thing is shut down it's like it's like when a store is going to like when best buy or whatever or like um bed bath and beyond was going out of business and they were just selling stuff at like basically whatever price they could and if you went in there were like hey i'll take that <laughs> I'll take those shelves off the wall for 50 bucks. And he'd be like, yeah, all right, I guess so. And they would just sell you the shelves. That's kind of what the NCA is right now. They're just trying to survive and make as much money as possible before eventually we realize, no, this is, there's no need for, for Bed Bath & Beyond to exist. My, my analogy was the NCA is like a, like a VP, like a defunct position in a, in a company that like just has no relevance and they're just waiting for him to like retire on his own so they don't have to fill it. But, He'll still send out like blast emails, like, "Oh, we're gonna do this," even though you know no one cares. It's not gonna really impact anything, but he needs to just stay relevant and, yeah, um, you know, kind of reinforce you know his own status. Uh, right? Or they don't want to give that severance, that severance package of like like six figures, so they're just gonna hope that he retires before like the severance thing. Would be... Yeah, I get what you're talking about. Um, let's just saying, are we placing bets on when Steve-O, how late Steve will be? Steve is a man of, of, of class and culture. Don't worry. He will be here as soon as humanly possible. Uh, there was one day we were waiting for Steve-O. He didn't show up, of course, but <laughs> Steve-O, 
busy man. He's got things to do. But don't worry. I believe in this Devo. Uh, and Senior Kane, NCA say the 85 rule player rule is permanent. Yes. The change is that they were getting rid of the initial counter rule. The initial counter rule used to be um, back before COVID and all that stuff. Um, the initial counter used to be 25 in terms of both transfers and incoming recruits. So it was 25 signees per class. And then, then it started to evolve into, well, if you lose X amount of players and you can bring X amount of players in, we're at the point now where it's pretty much, okay, do whatever you want. Bring in as many players as you want, whatever. There's no initial counters. There's no 25. That's all That's all gone. So the shows that we were doing two, three years ago where it was, all right, like we have 25 spaces. What can the 25 spaces be? And we would always fill up to 25. And, and you get to the end of the deal and you realize sometimes they take a little bit less. Sometimes they end up taking 26, 27. Bama would take 35, 37, whatever they wanted to do. Um, that's all gone. Now it's you get as many guys as you can, but you have to stay under the 85 scholarship limit. Uh, which in some ways makes it a little bit easier, uh, obviously, but in other ways, you know, the reasoning is because of how many players are going to be in the portal and the level of uncertainty around how a roster is going to be built. So, so, but what do you think about that change? Cause that that's most likely the one that will ring the loudest all around the country. Yeah. I think this is one of those, it, it's only going to help the, the top teams, right? Um, because you know they can go into the like kind of backfill all their portal departures with you know portal additions. Um, so you know a school, you know, kind of a brand, like a school like Virginia, right? Um, you know they have twenty five guys at the portal. Are they really going to be able to pull twenty five guys? Um, you know to to replace that depth? Pro- probably not. But you know right. it, it'll benefit Miami because you know uh, you know Mario's a recruiter. You know there may be you know some years maybe that the portal doesn't quite you know have what you want or need but you can turn around and sign you know 30 high schoolers if you want um so depth wise you know good move right um i think it'll benefit miami and you know schools that want to have you know essentially pull the the dion um you know and do a complete rebuild in one off season you can do that if you so choose um but you know so far it's not quite working out for colorado you can't spend you Bama playing gray shirt, red shirt, purple shirt, selling karate belts with how they did things. Yeah, for sure. And like you said about Colorado, I mean, Michigan State had that one run, you know, like we're saying, like they had that one magical season to get to like respectability. Guy got paid for it. And then it was like, all right, shut this down. Um, he didn't shut everything down, though. So probably should have. <laughs> there's, um, there, you know, there's a couple of defensive linemen uh, from Michigan State that, hey, maybe, maybe we target in the portal. Could be worse things, right? Uh, but before we just on that topic, um, what was that guy's uh, two minds at Delhi? You have you say his name, yeah, um, the portal guy that um, he chose Michigan State over us. So he chose Michigan State, the two coaches he like knew the best left like a week after he signed. Um, Coach Tucker got into some problems, he got fired, and now their NIL um, collective is voiding all the deals. That, that that came out uh, you know in the last couple hours so uh rough go there but you know maybe we can get you know an extra defensive lineman or two out of that yeah and obviously like the the frustrating they won't be able to play i mean i am i guess if they're opening the portal up i'm interested to see what goes on with the the opportunity to get like the transfer waiver because of what happened one might imagine they would but then against the nca so it's like hard to predict exactly how it's going to play out but, um, but obviously, there's going to be a big advantage for Miami and these other big schools, like you said. Like, you lose a guy here and there. You lose guys, like, for especially depth-type players. It's going to be so easy for Miami to now 
say to themselves, all right, well, we lost our, let's say hypothetically, right? Um, after the season is over, TBD goes to the NFL. Um, we still, we have something in our young quarterbacks, but say one of them decides that he wants to go because he sees an opportunity somewhere else to get a chance to start. We bring in someone from the transfer portal. So now we're at two, right? We're at either, you know, let's say Jakari leaves. Now we're at two between, um, you know, rising Emery Williams coming to be a, a second year player. And we go get someone from the portal. Now we're at two quarterbacks. Uh, it wouldn't be hard for Miami to find a capable, solid veteran guy to come in and, you know, just a guy maybe who was never going to get an opportunity somewhere else, come in to play for Miami for a year. It's doable now because you know, you have that space. So it's not going to be limited by the opportunities to go find someone, even though he knows it's not going to be a starter, maybe compete in year two guy. Yeah. Even, um, yeah, I kind of think about it. Say, like, you know, you do you do what you do, and you're at 83. Um, you know, maybe there is you know a, a freshman defensive tackle that you know went to Georgia, so to say, um, and he wants to go into the portal. You can take a chance on that guy because all that matters is that 85. Um, right. You're not you're not wasting that counter. So you know maybe you know those last two or three spots, you, you go out, you know, take a young guy um, and say, hey, you know, well, you know, take 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 the chance on him. Because um, there's no point, you know, why go into the season with 80 scholarship dudes you know, when, you, when you can go with 85. Um, right. You know, the thing you have to be mindful of is, you know, when, you know, how much eligibility guys have and, you know, what, how long are you expecting them to stay here? Um, so there, there's some kind of maneuvering, you know, you kind of have to do some math. But, um, yeah, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of excited for Miami, you know, how this is going to benefit us. And on top of that, like speaking of maneuverability, I mean, it, the it's done with the expectation that there's going to be players who leave and players are going to leave every year and players are going to leave good schools in mass to get an opportunity to play. Players are going to leave smaller schools to go to good schools in mass because they see an opportunity to go and play on a bigger stage. Like, <coughs> like now we're in a point where that is expected, understood, guaranteed year to year. And once we get now that we're at this point, there should be no reason why we're, you know, when you look at your roster, your roster is really like, here's our roster for the season. Here are the guys that could potentially go. Here are the guys that, like, there's always going to be that two or three guys that, you know, got, hopefully these guys don't go. I mean, we saw it ourselves. Lose Daryl Jackson. There was intense rumors about TBD, you know, maybe leaving. Like, there was – this stuff pops up. This stuff, And, like, I'm sure there was times where – you know the Leonard Taylors and the James Williams are finding or getting overtures from, from bigger school or from bigger schools from other schools that they were like, hey, you know what you could do if you wanted to, but that kind of stuff happens. So now it's a little bit easier for a school like Miami, who has the resources available to go get a guy, and say, hey, look, we're at 82, like you said, Bill, at 82, we're leaning another defensive lineman. Uh, you're a young guy, you'd come in, you get the red shirt, and see what we could do a year from now, or. Why not, right? Even and honestly, even the the two year transfer, like the double transfer guys. If you're at 83 and you're already looking for a guy that's, you're already saying like we have our roster set, and there's a guy in the portal that you know is going to have to sit a year. It's not that big of a deal anymore. Like spend the counter on him, let him sit the year, and just let him. But then you knowing he's going to redshirt anyway, then see what you got a year from now. So yeah, kind of like what we did with um, uh, Burroughs from Alabama. You know, we, we yeah. took him in knowing he's not going to be able to play this year. Um, and, you know, and you already got a big defensive tackle piece that you know that's going to be an issue where we're going to need probably another two or three portal guys um, anyway. So, you know, Mario's ahead of the curve on that one. That's right. That's one of those things you'll slowly build up to. Um, Johnny Green, 
saying it with the latest on Heartline, maybe leaving Ohio State next year. Any truth with that or just smoke? Um, I know it's come up a little bit. It's come up more often than I think it, it should be if it was just some random rumor that was out there. And there's obviously been a lot of, you know, the, the Ohio State machine isn't isn't moving quite as uh, as easily as it has in the past. And obviously there's some a little bit of that. You know, these offensive gurus, they have their they have a relative shelf life before they evolve and become something else. And Ryan Day is maybe kind of hitting that point where he's had some obviously some huge games, but also some games where you're like, this doesn't look like it has before. It also revolves around quarterback play. If you're going back to back to back with first round pick quarterbacks, because you just have guys that are just elite ability, and all of a sudden you don't have an elite quarterback. We saw what happened with Clemson. We're kind of seeing that now with Ohio State. We're seeing that with Alabama. It's not quite that simple. I mean, Georgia struggling with um, uh, Auburn this past weekend, like very nearly like put themselves behind. They were tied up until late. Um, might Hartline be looking for a different place, a place where he can kind of make his own stamp and not be under the like the, the thumb of the Ryan Day offense? Very possibly. And, and with that, opportunity arises not if not to get heartline ourselves which is unlikely to start to talk to those guys that put ohio state right at the top of the list every year for sure yeah um yeah i mean there's a lot of smoke out there right um usually when there's smoke there's fire um but yeah i think there's going to be um probably maybe some calls for change at ohio state this year um I don't. I don't think they can beat Michigan. You know, Penn State's going to be hard out. Steve-O back in the house. What up, Steve-O? Yo, yo, yo! My favorite show of the, of the year. Get to wear my Miami nice shirt without having to get scrutinized. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, it's time. Me, me, me and you went with the Miami Knights theme, and then you know we have Chris, who weren't fast. Yo, know, them things so fresh. I had seen the cleats. Uh, oh, that's that's a little jersey. Uh, What's it called? I seen the cleats, bro. Like, cause the gloves they've been one color and one color, uh, but they've been only showing the black cleats. Like, even the ones Cam, like the pictures Cam just took and dropped on the Instagram, like he didn't have those special cleats that you know the Addy Zero Twelve, uh, you know, mismatches with the neon green, and then the neon orange on one side, so it matches the gloves. That, um, excuse me, but that shit is hard. Who was that? Who had on their Twitter? Cam, you said. Uh, a bunch of them, all the players, uh, had them on. Uh, yeah, I ain't see them. Let's see, no, get him, Steve. Go get it, Steve. Bring him up, I'm putting you to work right away. Here, real quick, Caesar, too. Before we get to it, uh, Caesar Glacier's think donation. So, if it comes down to money and, and have a structure of pay that would actually help us have an even playing field, uh, because truly, boys, who the heck wants to be in Alabama? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 as real as you're gonna get, Caesar. Like we're at the point now where, where, as the as the playing field levels, all those little things that used to not matter, like oh, I gotta play in Tuscaloosa. Well, I got paid, I got this, win a national title. If if they're not up to that level and they're not being able to do the things they used to do, then who who would want to go to Tuscaloosa? I'm pretty sure they are IG. Yeah, well, that's kind of that whole NIL that when we were talking about it, you know, years ago, whenever it you know, came out that. You know, it wasn't going to be this big, quick shift, but you know, you kind of see it um, you know, in every recruiting class. You know, one or two guys that would probably go to Alabama or Georgia are now going other places. Um, so, you know, we're going to be a, a beneficiary of that. Um, so, 
again, you know, Alabama's always going to get dudes. That's just the nature of the beast. As long as it, you know, Saban's there, but um, you know, it all it takes is just one or two guys from each class. You know, look at Alabama, right? Their, their offensive line isn't isn't good this year. Um, you know, it's the first time in a while. So you know, there, there's holes. Um, you know, in that roster. Um, you know, I would expect them to probably up the uh, the transfer additions, but um, you know, overall, again, it's, it's going to be a a net positive for Miami. For sure. Uh, no doubt in my mind that it's going to end up being there with, with the opportunity that we have in front of us. Um, and Zivo just kind of hitting on the big picture, ta- talking points about the changes the NCAA made. I'm sure that you're familiar with them, but um, no more unofficial photo shoots or no more photo shoots for unofficial visitors. Uh, what do you, you're, you're close with the players, Steve. What do you think about that? Uh, that definitely sucks, but I think like they're still going to do it. Uh, they're just not gonna have. They're gonna do it like how they did it before. The school can't send them the, the the pictures until like September first, their junior year. Maybe they they're gonna just knock it like, hey, you can't even send it unless it's an official visit. But they can't stop you from putting on the uniform because they're gonna take the pictures in case you commit and they make the edit, right? Right. So the only thing is difference is now your parent gotta be like, or your guardian gotta be like, I, I might be getting <laughs> my photography on. Is all this means to me? Uh, because they gonna show the love to the kids not like this has been stressful for a lot of staffs and recruiting like the because you got transfers now taking damn pictures and photo shoots and shit. like I, i'm all for that yo get your grown ass in class you know like with all that and let the high school kids do that even though you know sometimes uh but the kids love it bro so high school kids been getting the short on the stick with the transfer portal all day don't take the damn photo shoots away from them uh, just tell the tell all the transfers that want to come in here and gear up like my G. Like you already had your own locker. Like come on, right? The uh, the idea of transfer guys like you're 24 years old or whatever, like transfer into a school and you're in there with the photo shoots and all that. Like you should already be in the league. Like stop with the pictures and all that. I I get that 100. So, um, but like you said, like putting a strain on the staffs can be tough. And then and then on the flip side of it, with the uh, obviously the transfer portal being the more like known changes that are being made less time in the portal only 45 days and like in terms of jumping in so less than 60 days as it was so you maybe get to know a little bit more about your roster but on the flip side of it no more initial counter rule that rule is gone forever it's just about the 85 now so see about your thoughts on that that change and how it being just the 85 that matters I think it was heading that way, but they should have just made it. They had to do – I think this was the right move if they just said 90. Here, you get 90. But it doesn't matter how the limit is, you just got to be at 90. They needed to raise it, man. That That's that's the type of forward thinking the NCAA doesn't have, bro. Uh, because with this roster, the stuff, everybody's going to – everybody's going to flip crazy. Guys are going to be getting pushed out easy, easy getting pushed out, pushed out, pushed out at a rate that, you know, there won't be any spots left for kids. You know, if you're freaking Wyoming and, you know, you're you're used to recruiting two stars and shit, and the next thing you know, there's, oh, here's 10, 10, you know, four stars that used to be just a year ago or two years ago, and there's nowhere for them to go. So why would you re- continue to recruit that two star when you have uh, a Bama guy come in or whatever they want to say? So, like, it, it hurts. It hurts that way. So. I get I get sensitive about this topic, and that that is a real thing too with these schools. Like, I mean, say you're FIU, right? 
FIU's has been historically a place for a lot of the under recruited guys from the Miami area to go because like I can't go to I can't go be a hurricane, but I can go to FIU. But if FIU is getting all of our transfers and Florida State's transfers and LSU's transfers, and they're trying to load up on those guys, that's and they're at 80, 80 scholarships, even though the guys that they lost, then how many of those under recruited guys are getting opportunity? Yeah, that's why they should have they should have expanded it. I, I think it was the right move. It was going that way. The NCAA they already have to concede, you know, a lot of things. So this was one of the ones that just wasn't worth fighting for. You know, get rid of the cap rule. You know, everybody's roster is depleted anyway with the portal. Do something. But they should have been more proactive and said, hey, everybody gets ninety spots. But those five spots have to be used for high schoolers. Right. That would have been that would have been the way I went about it. Just because I actually care about the kids. Yeah, and would they have found a way to finagle it? Maybe, but at least it would have been the opportunity. The amount of money that the 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 reason why the eighty five is just because that's what schools agreed on, and you know, you know, the NCAA that's the amount of money. That's a lot of money, which it is. It is a lot of money, but it is nowhere near the amount of money them boys making y'all. So y'all could y'all could do five more scholars, bro. Like you know. And, and on top of that, too, like they're also um, there. I know the schools are not paying anybody, but. And now they're actually paying the kids, so they're already spending more money. So, like, the idea of adding five would be who really cares. And you're getting five more kids. Like, think about it. How many more kids every year would get the opportunity every year to get it? Number one, go to a major school. And number two, play the sport they love. And number three, get an education. Like, what? Already, right away, walking in the door, 550, 560 more kids every given year. Yeah, and that, that's and that also helps with, uh, you know, with it being just straight high school kids in this scenario, you know, maybe the transfers, some of these D1 transfers, but yeah, I need to drop the FCS, bro. But then that it, it hurts the kids who usually get recruited FCS. So I guess nowhere you really go, uh, you know, down the ladder, you know, it hurts. But they, they will have to start spreading on, which is good for college football because obviously you see the parity now that there isn't just one team just stacked better than everybody because, you know, Alabama didn't get the best quarterbacks out of California because now they're going to USC. You know, they didn't get the best, you know, tackle out of Texas because now he's at Texas. You know, they're not getting the, the the you know, best receivers and whatever they want because, you know, Miami got them, Florida State got them, or Ohio State got them. Like, Alabama, you know, oof, stuff like that. The, the portal in NIL is definitely bringing the parity. Cause just like this year, the number one player in the class would have been an Alabama kid. He was he picked Mizzou. He stayed home. Guess what? Cause that bad long, <laughs> long. People on the seven on seven world talk about that bad like it's Nico money. I'm telling you right now, that bad long. What is Mizzou look good for them? Good yeah, for them getting involved. They get million, man. They getting a hundred million dollars just off TV revenue before third party before all that just just for showing up on tv and doing what they do and then you get donors then you get ticket sales and you get concessions them boys got money and obviously the school that's the school getting money but like them boys graduated lawyers that's making you know above 340k constant every year and you got guys like brother that boy got bag up there marcus up there eating good clark boy he just went even happy birthday shout out to my dog just had a pick last game he get into that bag, like you know, that bag, you know, that bag, you know. it's, well, it's good. That's how we stay, kids stay in, in their respective areas. Not saying that Miami got our kids to stay home just because of NIL, but let's not be ignorant to the fact that at least we have a good structure of NIL. That definitely helps. 
Yeah, especially now, like to not have it is a, is a detriment. To have it is the standard. Yeah, the- and now it's just the standard. You know, right. hey, yeah, we we have Life Wallet, we have the Kane's connection going now. You know, it's, it's it's going, it's on the up and up, and it's growing every day. More more wins keep continuing to pile up. That thing gonna just you know it's gonna be booming. Has to keep going, Bill. You're gonna say something too. Yeah, I mean, just talking about like Mizzou. Um, you know, it's, you know, they may even get Ryan Wingo too. Um, but you know, they're, they're having a good year, and that's like the type of school, right? That was wasn't a factor in recruiting, right? In a, probably a, a long time. I don't know if they were like ranked in the top five, like 2007 or eight, whatever that weird year was. Um, but you know, they, they land the number, you know, just call it a top five player, right, in the country that would have went to Alabama, Georgia, wherever. Yeah, they may pull Ryan Wingo away from Texas. Um, so that's kind of that's what's going to level, yeah, you know, the playing field is those elite kids. Um, you know, and Bama not getting you know four of them in four years. Maybe they only get two in four years now. Um, and you're seeing that start to play out now. But I'm all for it. I love that kind of. I love the parody. You know, I hate seeing Georgia at the top every year. Or Alabama. Um, yeah, I like when there's going to be years where you know Oregon sneaks in or you know kind of a. Missouri maybe becomes a top ten team. I think they're like in the twenties now, but I, th- I think it's good for the game to have that, you know, parity across the country. Yeah, and plus the idea of the, I think at the end of the day, also the quarterback position. Like with there's the the negative side of like, can you really hold the backup? Can you hold the young guy down? Like and then to like take over for the older guy. A lot of kids want to play sooner, but on the positive side, quarterback movement gives guys opportunities to become legitimate players. And we saw like the Joe Burrow effect when he left Ohio State, wasn't getting his opportunity there, went to LSU, carried him on his back, obviously with crazy talent, but he did what a lot of other LSU quarterbacks couldn't. That kind of thing, getting quarterbacks opportunities, making other teams legit because they have good quarterback play. I mean, look, look, I mean obviously with the, the new offense is great, but I mean, how much of that is on the back of a guy like TVD? He could have gone and went somewhere else he could have went to one of those schools and just yeah, been like Bama was calling that boy every day to jump in that portal and we see why right like he could he very easily could have went there and then like without tbd we'd be a whole different story this season but he said no i don't need to i'm doing well at miami i'm i'm, I'm getting the money i need to get as far as nil stuff and i have the opportunity to raise this program up and he's and he he's doing it with us now look the sky's the limit for miami can accomplish this because of him so like we're right there with Alabama in the rankings. Like we're right there because of TBD and the influence a guy like that has. So we'll continue to see that effect on college football as it grows. And and uh, just switching gears a little bit, speaking of getting close in the rankings, it requires you to keep winning. And Miami has an opportunity this weekend to slay one of those old rivals that we've you know had struggles with in years past when they ran that triple option. Nobody, it could be like 0-46 on a season. They run that triple option against us, and we're like, oh, damn, this freaking Georgia Tech team. But <laughs> just didn't That's want true. to see it. It was but, just always a hard game. Yeah. Because you knew what it was going like, to be. You knew the kind of game it was going to be. You knew the defense had to play a whole different like style than they had played up to that point. So it's like, hey, all the things you've done to this point, forget it. Now it's this. You got to <laughs> deal with this. Luckily – that's not the case anymore because Georgia Tech is struggling this season. They just got smacked around by Bowling Green, which is not what you want <laughs> heading into a game against Miami. Uh, they're 116th in yardage giving up, uh, giving up on the season. 116th national. 
Yeah, it's about to be an offensive palooza. I don't know if you talked about the about the recruits that have gone there, but no, there is so like we saved four, it for you, Steve. We saved it for you. There is four top, you know, three, two, you know, two, four, seven, you know, whatever you want to call them, blue chippers. There's four in the 2024 class that's reported. Now, there's, I'm pretty sure there's going to be more. Uh, there's four in the 2025 class that's reported. One's coming with me, and that's not reported yet, so that's more. Uh, 2026, Jabari Brady, uh, Mally should be there. Maybe some more. Uh, would would love it if a certain receiver from Georgia came down for 2026. Um, but it's about to be stupid. And what I think we really need to do, and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, we need to throw the deep ball. We need to throw the deep ball." Georgia Tech is probably the worst Power Five team against the run in the country. We need to run the ball and then show these recruits that you could get the ball even on a run play. Bring out the freaking rpo this game this this game has to have a feature in my opinion some a good amount of rpo let these receivers know yeah who plays a raw by the way um i well i, I tweeted out a bunch of them i'll send it to to um bill or chris but bruh let them boys know even on a called run play you could still get that ball and go 80. obviously the, as soon as they give us one-on-one it's over tbd taking the deep shot we know that but we gotta show these recruits that receiver, but like, bro, like I could, I could literally call a run play, and you, you better run that because that ball could still come to you. Like that, that type of stuff is the attractiveness when you know KB getting you in and be like, yeah, man, like you get that ball on a run play, you get it. We know, you know, we throwing it this, 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 but you also get it this way, this way, this way. A lot of the stuff that uh, could work because uh, a lot of the kids, you know, that that sound nice to their ears. Like, yeah, you get the ball on a running play, they like what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too? Yeah. We, t- we touched on recruiting. Um, so if, if I told you guys, I said, hey, for this game on Saturday, you're going to have four, seven guys coming in. For the 25 class, you're going to have four top two, four, seven guys coming in. And for 2026, you're going to have three top 100 players. You'd be like, that's a pretty good recruiting weekend, right? Those are just the receivers that are coming. Just the receivers. Um, tons of talent, you know, from you know across three cycles. But um, you know, yeah, this, a bunch this, of our guys are going to be here. Yeah, a bunch of commits. Um, but you know, we got we're getting Jer- Jeremiah Smith's going to be there. My is going to be there. Um, so two major targets. Um, yeah, at wide receiver. But I mean, there's a list that's so long it would take you know probably an hour to go through it all. But tons of blue chippers for 2025. A bunch of our commits. Um, so it's a, it's a great opportunity. You know, to show, you know, big time atmosphere, right, with this, uh, you know, Miami Knights theme, um, you know, going against a hard defense that just they demoted their defensive coordinator to secondaries coach, um, and promoted one of the other position coaches to defensive coordinator. So, um, you know, the, the, the stars are aligning for a big offensive performance. Um, if we get that, I think, with, you know, maybe what, what do you think, Steve, maybe like 50K, 50,000 in attendance. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's what we need. Uh, bring we need at least fifty k. Get it in there. Uh, I sent you guys like three tweets that's gonna have uh, the the players I would love to talk about. Obviously, because they are raw. <laughs> that, that come in. Let's see. Uh, Bill, I'm checking on that. The uh, Odell is asking about running back targets in attendance. How many yeah. of those guys? The seventy nine recruits are in the in the backfield. I got gotcha. you. So for 2024, um, Wheatley Humphrey will be there. And this is all courtesy of Life Wallet, by the way. But for 2025, you got two four stars. Um, Byron Lewis. 
Byron Lotus and DeAndre Desinor. Yeah, um, both from Mad America Heritage. Yeah, both Heritage. Um, let me just make sure I'm not missing anybody. Uh, 2026, you got um, a four stars uh, running back, JV and Mallory. He's from West Boca. Um, there will be running backs in attendance. Um, yeah, our commit, and then, you know, future classes. And then, of course, you know, there's always secret recruits, secret visitors, as uh, you know, Raph is saying in the chat. Yeah, well, no, we can't gonna, we can't say them because it's secret. There's gonna be a couple for sure. Yeah, some kids don't like going in and being doing the whole recruiting thing and going in that room and stuff. Like some kids like to sit in the stands with their families. Michael Becker saying when nobody's picking scores. Don't worry, we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. But uh. Yeah, I see the the guys that Steve had mentioned. I've also got distracted by the uh, he sent me the the tweet about the the uniform. So Bro, you see everything. the part where it gets to the cleats and the gloves. Turn the uh, audio off in case we have any issues with that. But uh, I'll, I'll slap that, it up here on the screen. Yeah, that go hard. Steve, while I'm doing that, King Kane asks, "How good is Dallas Wilson?" Uh, if Chris pulls up, I uh, that picture I had I posted with uh, with Dallas Wilson, I've seen him up close, and the reason why he's a five star is because there's not really much people uh with his skill set, body wise, he's fast, he can get in and out of routes. Uh, he only played with us a little bit uh, raw this past year because he had he had things going on, uh, but he'll play more with us this year coming up, and uh, I'm excited to see him. Um, he does have over-the-top ability. He can head top. Uh, and there, he walked into a stacked room versus in Vegas. Like, he walked in. Uh, uh, that's in Vegas right there at our Vegas tournament. And he walked into that room, and he ain't budged. He ain't, you know, obviously we had the lane, Brandon went and starting, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice shirt, Steve-O. Yeah, thank you. It is. I guess mine's in the mail then. Huh? Uh, what's it called? Uh but um, he he has everything. That's why he's a five star. To be honest with you, because he has that potential to to do it like that on on Sunday. So that's that's the type of body and talent frame he has. And I'm actually very excited that you know we're we're trying to you know pick up that steam on recruiting because Oregon obviously is his dream school. He committed as soon as they offered. Uh, that's definitely that's is, is definitely there any, like family connection. Like it seems kind of random for a Tampa kid to to be gone. Yeah. Out. Yeah, it's 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 something uh, along those lines, and also peer recruiting. I got Makes sense. Yeah, y'all know our quarterback going over there, so that helps. And Michael Van Buren. Okay, so I should also jump in, and the other guy, Steve, I mentioned there's a couple guys in that and there that were in that group. My boy Kurt, yes sir, Ken Hughes, Hold on. yes sir. That's 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 really what we lacking in the cornerback room right now. Six two four three corner. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. Here's Steve. I was talking about. Here's Kern. Yes, sir. That's my dog. He, he pretty much the only one on the team that watched anime with me. So that's my dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, now Kern is live. He can play inside and outside that corner again. He's solid. That friend, he he played. He goes to St. Francis Academy. His teammate Blake Woodby. We made it to the top twelve. Um, but yeah, you see that picture he used there, bro? Ain't no, ain't no, yeah, I'm telling you right now. That's Kurt. what we're talking about. 
Yeah, exactly. That boy live as hell. They need. To, they really need to keep recruiting the hell out of him because St. Francis is a fucking factory. My God, them boys be pumping out DBs. I thought they just ain't got no receivers on that team. That team so damn strapped between him, Blake, Farouk on the other side. Bro, that team is stupid stacked at DB. And then the last one that Steve-O sent over. Oh, not Drake. <laughs> My dog got the stickies. That's the one who went viral for that one-hand interception in Los Angeles. Yeah. He plays at Mandarin, uh, you know, Florida State commit Tremel uh, uh, at quarterback up there. Plaz, our offensive line commit, that's a teammate. The two corners that you know went to that went to you know Manny up there in Penn State was are there as well. That's a stacked team. That's probably Jacksonville's best team. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about up there, but that team is stacked, and we we definitely need to keep riding with Drake, bro. I, I honestly don't know a safety that's that you know I could say confidently is that much better than him, if better than him, he, him him or new boy for me in 2025. So I mean, this is a pretty good group. Ooh, damn, damn, Mario. Oh my god, 2025 is low. We 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 got a good amount of group, good amount of targets to safety in 2025, boy. Uh, we have the last one too. Well, the last one was just the the gear, and I wanted to make sure I bring that in too. I closed it. All right, whatever. But anyway, I'll get back to it. But I mean, this pretty stacked group of guys. Even even just from just from Stevo's group, Stevo's Stevo's team, we have a stacked group, and that's just from one seven on seven team. <laughs> Much less all these other places we got. A couple five stars, you know. Obviously, they want to get Ellis in the building, and that's not happening. I don't think so, but. Like the amount of the amount of stars that's just gonna be there in general is it, crazy, crazy. That's yeah. that's that's what you do it. You Friday night, you get the the uniform on. Everybody, oh my god, the uniform! Bro, kids have been dying to put those uniforms on in a photo shoot, and now they probably can't. <laughs> but <laughs> but they've been dying to. We haven't worn it, and like I like the way they changed the neon in the original hype video. The the Adidas sign was the neon. I like the way they just said, hey, let's rent it back. White, white. You know, we'll, we'll make the gloves and cleats pop. We already have the number, you know. We don't need to do too much with it. So that showed restraint from Adidas that they really don't – they ain't really shown me before, honestly. When they get an idea, they go too much with it sometimes. Like the wings and shit. I see someone was talking about the Oregon stuff. Like they went too much with that shit uh, previously. So yeah. to see them hold back and go white, white with the Adidas and just let the number be neon – and the little U on the emblem be neon with the gloves and cleats. I thought that was a great idea from Adidas. I, I thought it would have been a little overkill if you went the neon for the Adidas logo. Uh, so just small stuff like that makes me happy. But the material is just – we'll never know as fans, but the material is just way better for our players. Why is that, Sivo? Because it's more breathable. It's, you know, stretchy. It's just it's, – it's not going to rip. You know, it, it's just better for our players. The, the, it's just – it's all about the material. That's what Kane's fans, you know, they take it and run with it. You know, Adidas is ugly, Adidas is this, but I was on Nike my whole life. I still wear Nike and anything, but now I get a bunch of free stuff for Adidas for Raw. But and I, I rock and I'm like, eh, it's good. Like the cleats have been caught up. They're not as comfortable, but they're probably the, one of the best speed cleats you can have. Look at that. That's what they're um, just building, slow building Miami being the catalyst brand like Miami was for Nike back in the day. Yeah, Miami being the catalyst brand is pretty good. Nike deal. gave us some trash, bro. Like, 
Nike gave us some trash. Let's let's not act like they everything was a hit from Nike, bro. Like they stepchilded us quick. We were stepson quick once we stopped winning. So I'm I'm not really caring too much. I like Adidas. Uh, I like their gloves. To be honest, I think their padded gloves are better than the Super Bads. I, I guess it doesn't matter to a regular fan, but like that type of stuff matters. I like the way Adidas just gives Miami any apparel they want or whatever they need. It's not like Nike where you gotta ask these people unless you're Oregon. You know, like you still got Ohio State. They get custom cleats every year from Nike. Like if you're their top schools, yeah, you love Nike. But if you're not, and Nike's not doing anything for you, man. Literally, they're not doing nothing for you. And I know that we've disagreed in the past, but I remember the bra strap jersey that came right on the heels of the greatest <laughs> uniform ever. You know what I'm talking about, Steve-O? They did yeah. that to us. You can't forget about that. You they've can't done, let that go. They've done a couple of just horrible uniforms to us. The the um the the one the, the one that people hate, the the smoke one that I actually like, the gray one, the gray top. You know, people don't like those, and I actually like them. The all orange with the green helmet, which was good in NCAA because it looked right on the video game. Yeah. Horrible in person. Horrible. Horrible, Horrible. in person. Um, that roster in 2014, I'm Duke at running back. I got Alan Hearns, Phillip, Rashawn, and freaking Stacy. I was bombing the hell out of everybody with Stephen Morris in that damn jersey color. But in real life, them jerseys <laughs> was ugly. But in the game, them <laughs> things was fire. <laughs> right. That's like with the uh, with the old pro combat, the Jacory jersey. This one. Like same thing. I play that in the game all day long. But no, that's the one I'm talking about. No, you 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 mean the uh, the one in 2014 when they 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 had the green helmets in this one too. Jacory had the green helmets. It was Kaya, right? Yeah, they had two of them. So Jacory wore both of them. We had yeah. The oh yeah. So Morris, one. this was Morris. Yeah, yeah. this was yeah. Morris. That was Morris. Yeah. This is, and then Jacory brought out the white one first with like the orange wings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they brought up the orange one of those versions next. But now I was talking about the one Stephen Morris had. Okay. So they got came. It, got they it. came a little after because uh, they already did give that one to Jacory. But right. Yeah, not that, yeah. that. That was a little later. And then Brad Kyle wore them too. Right, Kyle wore the ones with the four. Yeah, the, the fourteen guys. Yeah. The green. The, the Duke ones. The Duke yeah. Johnsons. Yeah. Yeah, he had the Duke ones. I know. Anyway. I mean, I'm not a big uniform guy, but yeah, like once, like this Miami Knights, like it's a, it's a cool theme. It, it fits Miami. I, I like it. But when you just do like dumb stuff, like they did with like the, the green right. helmets with the Kaya ones, that's the stuff I. The practice jerseys, the just the practice jerseys that you see the kids wearing. You see Ray Ray in that black with that neon popping. That shit just looks cool. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just you know something something good for the kids. I I would love if we continue to be innovative with our uniforms and use that flash. I think it will tie really well with recruiting. I think every year with the Miami Knights uniform, and then every year we need to you know probably do like another alternative. In my opinion, yeah. If we earned it, I love the orange over white. Obviously, that's Mario's favorite. That's his style. And, you know, we're going to probably rock that at home, which is great because if somebody wants to come our home, they, they better see that orange over white. I get it. I love the green over white. Honestly, it's probably my favorite regular uh, colorway, green over white. You know, the way games, I didn't mind the white over orange. I liked it. I do prefer the Stormtroopers all white on the road. Uh, but, you know, we, we got to find some way to, besides the Miami Knights, like when we went, like, when Adidas was just doing their freaking recycled cleats and the recycled things, the Perry thing. And yeah. you know, we, we went out there and did that versus LSU, but we still had our Miami Knights uniforms as well. So I would hope 
we could strike something with Adidas where it's just like, yo, give us, which would have to be Mario's doing, well, the team making Mario do it by playing well, that we can maybe get that going uniform. Because obviously he's not against uniforms. I know he couldn't change Oregon's brand, but he could have stopped them from wearing a different uniform every game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did a lot of stuff there when he was there. Like a lot of like, they did, did the, the breast cancer unis with like just the pink accents everywhere and all that. So that they was really cool. went all I, I would love that. If they can give us something like that with the like, just do it for Mario, orange over white, but you know, get the get the pink outline on some of the stuff. That that'd be fine enough for me. I I think that that at some point people hype up that Miami Vice look like that he did with like the pink and the, like that like they they hyped up so much at some point. I could see them doing something with that. But. FIU did it. They got the jerseys and it looks great for Medidas. They did great with it. Good for FIU. Hell no. Nah. From my hurricane. Saying I could I could see it. I could see yeah. it. Like doing the neon green got fans in it. At least that's our colors. Neon <laughs> green and orange. Obviously, you know, they're not neon, but at least we could do that. And it looks you know, it's still a can like nah. I couldn't go over there. Good call by Odell there. I mean, how about just you know, slapping the uh the old one style uniforms out there one time? Let's just you know, one time where where the actual like two thousand one like uh, we did that. We did that in 2017 versus uh, versus Notre Dame. We went orange over white. No, I mean like the, the actual. Like I want, I want to see this. Yeah. Get out of here, Jim Kelly. Oh, like an old school one. No, I want to see this. Never do that because I mean that's a Nike product. They'll never do that. But it's all we have to own it though, right? How do we not own this? We must own that. They already gave you the closest when Mark Rick got the Legends version jerseys. That's the closest you was ever gonna get, fam. That that ship is sailed. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, how did we not own that design? Like, I don't know. It, no, it's just you're pushing forward, man. We're not looking in the past. This is why we got the jerseys. Like, first of all, I love the damn Miami Night jerseys. People don't know that already. I'm pretty sure they do. I love them shit. Them shit's fire. I got a pair of cleats and gloves with them waiting for me. Like, I cannot wait. Like, them things is fire, bro. Like, the kids are so excited to see it, like, and playing it. And it's just like it adds an extra step and extra fun to practice. They, all these kids are rocking the cleats at practice. They're this, yeah. they're just a little change up to the daily routine, and it's a it's a reward system. And they earned it. It's not like they just we were freaking six and five strung along. It's just okay. Here's the last night game of the season. Here, throw these uniforms on. We're contractually obligated, which we broke last year. Uh, so you know, it, it's cool, man. I, I'm all for it. I, I I love them to be honest with you. I would love some type of you know innovation every year with the uniforms as long as mario doesn't kill us uh also this year from there's a couple comments here i want to hit on but ocala kane like bring back the shadow numbers i love the shadow numbers like the shadow number i'm I'm interested to see it like edger and james where it's uh oh okay 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 uh, no i know that they 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 ain't nothing they ain't nothing that five's iconic i get it so with like andre it ain't the andre five with the white orange outline it's like with the orange, like kind of like down to the side, like it's like casting a shadow, like that shadow box. Yeah. Yeah. You give me yeah, those, I'm on, I'm on the bus solid. Um, then uh, also because like the the whites, but that was like the Santana Edge era, like like the early Santana. The white had half the color was orange, half the color was green. That was yeah. cool too. It was just different. That, they need to let that. That's a basketball. They need to leave that in pass. Come on, Stevo. Well, you're not gonna like this one at all because uh this next one is you Kane's fan you i think someone was ragging on yeah he didn't like the flag ones 
the flag helmet, like the hurricane warning flags, the gold helmet. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, Nike did that to us. I like those. <laughs> I like those. You like Boston bro. College, bro. Because it was like, it's so <laughs> random. It was so like out of nowhere. We're just going to I like see time loss in those. There should never be a time where we Love wear that. a helmet that does not have the U on the side of it. That's what we called way back. I love the way that I'm so happy they they kept it so simplistic with the with the jersey. I mean, with our helmet, just got the three sticker stripe and it's the neon U. They mess with the U, and then I'll be up in arms about the uniforms, just like everybody else. Because if they put the damn hurricane flags or even Sebastian for that, even that's my dog, my dog. But like <laughs> anything but that U on the side of the helmet is fireable offense for anybody who's dressing these kids. They could they can do some probably real cool things with um, Sebastian, especially if they get the one with him with the pipe, like kind of like a throwback. Uh, I'm thinking kind of like what NC State helmet look like right now, like it's like the oversized um, wolf, whatever. But do that with like Sebastian, it could be cool. But I am a traditionalist, so the U is important. I don't like a thousand different uniform combos. I like you know, orange jersey. White pants, green jersey, you know, white pants, whatever it is. The one thing that irks me to no end is when we go green on green or orange on orange. I think we, we look like an FCS team. Really. Yeah, that's ugly. Which is why those Nike juniors that they had in 2014 were so bad because they kept going color on color. They love doing that with those in Dukes last year. But I do want to uh, also bring this up. It it depends. Like I could do green on green, bro. If you go black gloves, black socks, and cleats, the green on green go hard. I'm not gonna lie, but I that I would prefer in the green over white. But like I, I ain't tripping on green over green. I ain't even tripping on orange over orange. To be real with you, like it look ugly, but I ain't really tripping. I I, I, I would this. prefer them. Yeah. Steve, how about the old school UM on the side of the helmet? Nah, it's the UNM. The one we stole no. for our logo. I mean, the one we, we appropriated for our logo. <laughs> how about this one? Just while they we're here, how about... I've always really liked this logo. <laughs> and people <laughs> hate this logo. It's on the side of the jerseys. It's it's pitched in the shoulder pad. We already got it covered. I love that this logo. Have, that should have never touched the helmet again. You like it oh, though, right, Zebo? Yeah, I love it on the shoulder. Look at that. There we go. It looked nice on the shoulder. It looked real nice. I would love it on gear. Like, put it on more stuff. Because it reminds me, like, like you throw that on a shirt, I'll buy that shirt. Yeah, no, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, but not the helmet. I'm cool with the, the picture and the logo, but just not the helmet. Look at that. Steve-O and I on the same page. Love to see it. Look at that. Mitch is with us. <laughs> Raph not loving it. You go on message boards back in the day, people hated that. Yeah, it was Nike. We, I mean, again, no. They designed it. We must own the design. It's impossible that we don't own the design. We can't use it. No, we can use whatever we want. Like, that's, again, that's on our shoulder pad right now for the Miami Knights. It's in the gray with the with the orange. Like, yeah, that's literally in the design right now. If you look at the video I sent you. Uh, yeah, that's, it's. I don't think we played it. But, yeah, it's literally on the shoulder pad, that same design logo we're talking about. Make sure it's there. X. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. On X, the X uh, message you sent. But yeah. Um, but uh, good. Good little side side road here. A good little side road here for it. Where is it? 
get our get our DMs off uh, the public space there. There's only, there's only nothing going on in there. <laughs> uh, where is it? Where is it? There it is. Boom. Put back up. Shikow. It it'll go just literally like it's a little video. You could already start to see it on the shoulder. Oh no, it's the um that's the other one. That's the hurricane flag. Yeah, it's saying you know, snippet, but yeah, they're doing something with it. But again, I love how they went back to the white for the Adidas. Look at that cleats them at each other. Oh, on the pants right there? Yeah, and the up top. They got the white. But bro, look at them Addy zeros, bro. Like oh. They going stupid, and they went black. I thought they were going trans, uh, uh, whatever, whatever you call that, trans, whatever. Uh, their play at the bottom that would have just been crazy if they put the neon at the bottom. But I guess that just would have been doing too much. But on the bottom of the cleats, <sighs> yeah. oh, like transparent on the bottom, so it yeah, like, through. Yeah, like it'd be it'd be reflecting, like oh, like it'd be eating. Oof. Or luminescent or something like that. The bottom, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, not translucent. Yep, that's probably it. <laughs> anyway, but uh, beautiful uniforms. Get to get to see them in uh, in prime time there. Yeah, there you go. Coley and I on the same page there. But I get you to see some good stuff there on Saturday night. Going to be good. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's a lot of Georgia Tech, you know, banter, of course. But get to the most important part of the day. Score predictions. I got a brand new sheet of paper, all blank, cover the rest of the season, all ready to go. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention last week's winner, which is really two weeks ago. It was among us, and it was very, very nearly his first ever win yeah. in this competition. Steve-O won among the three of us. Word? But... I didn't but, beat the chat. But I didn't beat the chat. And chat wins again. <laughs> Tony taking the win with the 42 to 10. He beat you by one point, I think. Uh, what did I point. say? I said 38 to what? what you said 38 to 10, and he had 42 to 10. <sighs> that was almost Evo's first win. First win. But Tony ripped it out of your hands. But, hey, every day is a new day. <laughs> so... <laughs> In classic tradition, um, Bill finished in whatever place it was. I don't really care. So Bill goes first. <laughs> uh, uh. So chat, throw your predictions in. We're gonna pick one of you to to be our representative. The chat's killing everybody this year. So let's see what we got. I'm gonna go forty to twenty. Miami in a game that. Miami just kind of controls start to finish. Maybe Georgia Tech gets, you know, a garbage time touchdown. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're not good. I, I see it's just kind of running it down their throats, eating the clock. And I think that's the reason why I'm not going higher. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Steve-O, what do you got? I got 45-17. I think they get a garbage time touchdown. But – like I said, well, like we all talked about with the receiver recruits, man, we are going to throw the ball. It's not going to just be a yo, hey, you know, you're not coming to visit Georgia. Mm. I'm going to go 48 
to 14. I was gonna. I was probably gonna say forty-five, seventeen. To be honest, you know, but that's adjusted. We, we get that field goal. They don't. So I'm gonna go forty-eight to fourteen. Now we gotta look over the chat, see what we like, see what are you guys thinking about. You guys thinking about like horrible, like destruction. A lot of forty-five, seventeens. A lot yeah. of new ones in the same yeah. vein of thought. Thirty-eight, seventeen. Two to the new got forty-two, thirteen. Hmm. Anyone stand out to you guys? Uh, as a comment, it's not a, it's not a prediction, but I've always said everybody predicting. Uh, Ao said everybody predicting over thirty five, no more nineteen points again. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go with um. Here, let's go with. Greg Bush put one in. Where's Greg Bush? Forty one thirteen. Forty one thirteen. Yeah, we go. We'll go with Greg Bush. You guys on board with going Greg Bush? Yeah, he's he's family. Let's do it. Here we go, Greg. Time to shine, Greg Bush. Greg Bush has 41 to 13. There we go. Locked in to the, as, as official as you're going to get on this piece of paper. <laughs> Can't you got to raise some scribbles over there, bro? Damn. What? Oh, well, I had 45 written. I write 45 for myself, and I had to change it. Uh, yeah, that boy be funny with the tickets. Now I know I don't got no wins. <laughs> that boy be funny with the ticket. Well, it's all right, Steve. We always just keep dreaming, Steve. Keep dreaming. You never know. Maybe this is your your week, even though it's a very tight window for you to win. Yeah, you're like stuck right in the middle of everybody. Anyway, um, Mark Stamper has a question here before we head on out of here. Uh, what is the panel's opinion up to this point on who you would pick for our most valuable transfer player of the new transfers? I go last just because I there's so much easy options that just could be said. Uh, Bill, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, this, this is the easy way out, but I'm going to go Matt Lee just because that solidified the interior of the line. Um, could go with Cohen, too, um, I, I suppose, but um, I'll give it to Lee. Give it to Lee. Okay. Um, Steve, you got to go last, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, New transfers, so we can't use transfers from like the year before. Right. Um, yeah, I was first thought was Lee, and I was like, well, my guy Francisco, well, Cohen. I'm going to go, and I see it pop up in the chat too. I'm going to go Jaden Davis. I'm going to go Jaden Davis, the mm -hmm. guy who like always making plays, always making plays, mm -hmm. always involved, always active. Like yeah. as good as people thought he might have, like you knew Matt Lee was going to be a stud. You knew Cohen was going to be a stud. We knew Francisco was going to be a stud. I don't know if people really had on the radar how good Jaden Davis was going to be, but at watching him play, like they should have, because he has been tremendous. Yeah, they should have listened to him. Should have like, Googled him. Should have been like, damn, he's from Fort Lauderdale. He's probably really good. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go Jaden Davis for my guy. Go ahead, Steve. What do you got? Right, look. I'm going Cam McCormick, my motherfucking dog. I'm going Cam. <laughs> that dude is savage, bro. Literally, uh, so much of our running quick passing game is because of his elite blocking on the perimeter and in the box. I would love to go Cohen or Kiko, but let me just shout out my boy McCormick because that blocking is insane. I, I honestly think he might be pound for pound, like the best O-lineman on the team. He just don't got O-lineman size. 
Uh, real deal, man. That that's effort. That's just grit and will to play. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say McCormick. Uh, what's up, Senor? Uh, that's my dog. So yeah, I'm gonna go McCormick just because he probably would have never got you know much love, but the way the way he's doing it, man, I had to give him some shout out. I went last confident no one was gonna pick him. Uh, so I'm happy it worked out, but I had to give him his shout out because the way he's blocking on the perimeter on these quick screens to Jacoby George and, and X and Brashard, and then we even got Ray Ray involved. The way him and Riley Williams too are blocking out there on the perimeter is making everybody's job so much easier. So shout out to McCormick. Yeah, I mean that's and it's, honestly it's good to see McCormick get the recognition recognition he deserves, and I think it's really appropriate, Steve, that it's coming from you, number one, because you know a guy that comes in as a tight end here, and you're, we're giving him praise for being a blocker, right? You know, not a receiver coming in making big flashy plays; he's doing the dirty work. So that's you know funny coming from a receiver guy like you, Steve. That that's that's what we notice and see. Also appropriate because he was your actual your former coach in youth ball. So not only did he get to see help raise your game over the years, but now we get to go give him his own credit too. So it's it's beautiful to see how it's all worked out. All coming. Full I was circle. wondering what you were about to say, and then it was just complete utter nonsense. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> just working it all through. I was like, my boy. I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, so it's hopefully a great week for a good question there. Um, hopefully, it'll be another great week for Miami. Got all these guys coming in on the in the uh, you know for visits. It's it's going to be a very exciting time here come this weekend. And if you're in the area and you can go to the game, go to the game. If you can't have a blackout, it's once you can't have a blackout with twenty seven thousand. Bro, they got club seats going for like eight dollars, bro. Like damn, make me want to just refund my season tickets and just slot down there real quick or sell them real quick, man. Being AC, but definitely come out, man. Like pack the rock. We need at least 50K in there. Hard Rock's one of the loudest stadiums with that thing over. So, yeah, we might not fill it for 65, but if you put 50 in that stadium with that roof, it is super loud. Aston Texas A&M fans that were crying about it. Uh, you know, so hopefully we get 50K in there. I do want to just throw out there, you bring over the turnover chain, attendance might go back up. Just saying, you know, that turnover chain would definitely get attendance back up. If you're listening, Mario, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. I just wanted to throw that out there, even though that's never going to happen. Well, not never going to happen. just not going to happen yet. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a little while, I think. <laughs> but uh, I could see Mario just saying, F every chain but the U, and I would have been, all right, cool. Uh, I, I didn't like the, the Sebastian, the second one in 2018. That defense was just so good that I liked it because it just came out so much. And even though that was our highlights of the year, it was watching Jared Willis get a strip sack or or Mike Jack pick it or, you know, Jaquan or Red Wine pick it and get the chain out. And the next thing you know, we're punting. Uh, but <laughs> it was – it was uh, oh, what's up, Michelle? That's what's up. Uh, me too. But, you know, I just get the regular gold link with the U. I didn't mind the Schnelli because, you know, obviously he had passed and there was a great way to honor him. Uh, State of Miami was was good because it had great you know intentions. The last one with the damn U helmet, oh my god, that that's that uh, hell no, that was Manning Swan Song one, and that that had to go. Uh, the problem was when they when they started changing it every year, like it didn't have to, didn't have yeah. to change it every year. We, like, changed it, we changed it every every single year from the first one with just the U on it, which was my favorite. I didn't right. mind the second one just because that defense was elite and they were fun to watch. Uh, but 2019, the state of the Miami one, uh, I mean, 20, no, nah, no, nah, we, we kept the same one for two years, I think. Right. That's 2020 is when we, 2020 when we brought out the, oh no, we went 305. I didn't like the 305 either. Yeah. 
There's so uh, many. Like, yeah, I just, so crazy. Many, yeah. had that many different yeah. ones. Yeah, 2019 was the 305. I didn't like it. 2020 is when they brought out the Schnelli State of Miami. I didn't. I, I didn't mind that one at all. I thought it was cool. It was a great way to honor them. Just being the green and orange over the you know South Florida was just great. Uh, but definitely bring back that OG man. That'd be crazy. It, it helped attendance going because it's a party when that chain come out. So we'll see what Mario decides to do, and you know, but go ahead. I was just saying, gimmicks are only cool when you're winning, so they, <laughs> they, they can go they can go sour very quickly. They were cool in 2018. We was losing. <laughs> as long as you win a little bit during the year, you can get it. If you're just going five and seven, getting blown out, obviously don't pull out the chain. But no, even in Manny's last year, he went seven and five. It was still a winning season. So, you know, and the thing is, people are like, oh man, you pull out that chain, you know, you're down 21 points. I mean, we were down freaking pretty much 21 points to Virginia until Jaquan went and snatched that damn chain uh, and for a pick six, and it changed the whole damn game. And then even when we were down, you know, 27 to seven in Florida State 2018, and Red Wine came and folded that boy for the fumble, and the chain came out, it changed the game. Literally, it changed the game that that moment where we got the turnover, the turnover, the turnover chain came out. It literally changed the game. The next drive, we got there, pick me, get the pick. Oh my god! Yeah, people don't believe in the magic of that chain, but if you got you got the mentally tough players, uh, the 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 chain can work magic, in my opinion. For sure, and, and it has. And who knows down the road? I mean, right now the team, you know, them a good good chemistry, good vibe going on with everything, and. Hopefully it'll continue. Then maybe who knows down the road, see what Mario does or come up with something else that'll work. Probably not a, a backpack, probably not a backpack, but Hey, <laughs> we'll see what Mario can come up with, but that'll do it for us. Thank you guys for tuning in here on a Wednesday night. Uh, you know, exciting weekend ahead. You have hopefully get some recruits that decide to either make their pledge either vocally or maybe deep down in their soul. Know they want to be canes, whatever it is. Hopefully they get a chance to take some pictures in the uniform, even if it is mom and dad taking pictures of them, of them for them because they can't do it officially. Um, but whatever it is, hopefully the guys have a great time. Hopefully Miami puts on a show and dominates the number 116 defense like you'd imagine they could. Um, so that'll do it for us. But, Bill, before we leave, final thoughts for the people. Yeah, enjoy the game if you're, if you're able to go. You know, be there, bring friends. Um, you know, an 8 o'clock kickoff, you know, we're ranked, we're 4-0. Um, you know, Hard Rock can be very special, um, you know, when it, when it's full or close to full. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be watching on the TV. And um, I, I hope we, they put on a show because that could go a long way with, with some recruits, that big-time recruits that are going to be there. Yeah, everything is set up for the show. Everything is set up to make a big impact on these guys. We'll see how it goes. Steve-O, final thoughts for the people. Uh, I'm excited. Come if you guys are in South Florida, man. Please try your best to come. Uh, pack the rock. Uh, just wear black if you come. Doesn't matter if it's the Miami Night shirt or not. Just wear black. And uh, yeah, go Kings. I can't wait to review it. Can't wait to get more good content. Can't wait to hear some some of the whispers that come out of every game. Uh, you know, I think uh, we're in position for sure to be sitting on a guy or two that could pop. So it's all about applying that pressure. So, you know, we were in a great position with Wade and Charles, uh, you know, where he could could have popped, you know, potentially would maybe have popped a little sooner. And then, boom, here came that big win versus Texas A&M. Let's get it rolling. So I think uh, we could do some more things like that. Maybe some guys, obviously, Nye Carr's coming in to visit. 
Uh, that's a guy that we, we've been on for a while now, and people will tell you Florida State had momentum, Florida State had this. Nah, my God. But uh, I, I love our chances there. And, uh, yeah, just continue to look out. It's going to be fun. Come to the game, uh, cheer, and be excited for some of the noise that can come out of it if it's a good product. And I just want to throw in real quick a little plug for our guy Steve-O. Um, had this great video, if you guys haven't seen it yet. I think it has like 10,000 views on Twitter or something like that. It's like been a bunch of like different people have been retweeting it. But, you know, Miami extension of the run game. Like if you haven't gone there and looked at the video, I strongly recommend it. Not because it's our guy Steve-O over there who does it. Look, double Steve-O. Looks like you're wearing the same shirt over there though, Steve-O. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Nah, I, nah, I remember. Looks, what, you know. looks like the same shirt, Steve-O. <laughs> nah. nah Listen, it was in there earlier. No, nah, I'm gonna beat those allegations. Press play if I'm not mistaken. I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one I'd be wearing. The other one with the U. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's gotta be that one because I don't think you get you stand up at some point, get excited. Because I didn't, I didn't bring this shirt for my birthday. I recorded that in the hotel room. I don't know, Steve. I don't thought seeing any clear evidence uh, to no, overturn the call. <laughs> I'm trying to call if it's gonna have to stand then. Bill, what yeah. do you think? I don't so know, sure. man. No, I, I trust Steve. I was I was saying before, during the beginning of the show, Steve, like how you're the best in the business for, with these game breakdowns. And Chris was like, No, there's some other guys out there, but I put him in his place, so don't worry. Ah, Steve knows yeah. that. Steve knows that's a lie. If someone was very cut, I, I usually don't need to defend myself against Bill, but that's dis disrespectful and distasteful. Someone was like, oh, you know, Chris, show some appreciation for your guys in the show with you. And I was like, I always play up Steve. I was the best Miami X's and O guy that exists. That's out there 100% of the time. There is no doubt in my mind. There's no one that's even like in the vicinity. This never happens. Steve. And then I said, and I allow Bill to do the show, which I mean, that's about as good. That's, that shows I appreciate him. Because we could just not send Bill the stuff and then be all right. But I just say, it's okay, Bill. Because, <laughs> <laughs> look, what, Bill would just sit there. If I said Bill the wrong link, Bill would sit there with that fake background he's got. And just like, I changed it for the week. He texted me like two hours ago. Oh, I changed my background this week, Chris. It's so cool. <laughs> like, relax. I'm I'm prepping for the show. I'm busy doing real stuff. If I if I'm my memory is a little hazy, but I remember last week someone sent the wrong link. That's that's why we were late. We sent like a link from like three weeks ago. I feel like honestly could have been anybody. <laughs> Damn interns gonna get their stuff together. But anyway, so thank you guys for watching the show. I appreciate all of you guys for all the great stuff that you guys do. You guys do um, both the guys right here and also the fans out there who participate and commentate. Have a good time with it too. Thank you guys very much. Go to the game. Go have fun. Enjoy yourself. Michelle, thank you for pointing out how funny I am. I try my best. Bill is so enthusiastic. Now that is a being sarcastic, <laughs> which, which, is, which is a great juxtaposition there of those two things. But anyway, um, good job by everybody. Go support the Canes. Hopefully we get some commits. It's going to be a great one. See you guys next Wednesday right here on 3 Live Canes. This is for the national championship for Nebraska. He's a stud, that Brown, number 98. Irvin's got it. Irvin spray. Looks to the outside, tries to strip arm, but he couldn't get by Ray Lewis. Big time player.
Ricks going up for Thorpe and it's intercepted near midfield. Sean Taylor's got another one. Who else?